Thank you so much for joining us again this week on the Magnifying the Master podcast. We hope you're having a good day. We'd just like to share with you a little truth here out of the book of Acts chapter number 9. In verse number 18, where the Bible says, And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. For the next few weeks, I want to kind of look at into the life of Paul there right after the conversion where God changed his name from Saul to Paul. And I want to look at some people that invested in the life of Paul and kind of centered around the thought of somebody needs you. You know, when you think about all that Paul did in his life and the wonderful things that God did and all the churches that he started and all the church planning that he did and all of the majority of the New Testament that he wrote, we would have to say that Paul was probably the greatest and most successful Christian in the New Testament. Uh, no doubt the most familiar name and all of the New Testament outside of Christ would be the Apostle Paul. And God mightily used this man who used to persecute Christians, but by the end of his life, he would lay it down for the cause of Christ. But you know, Saul didn't become the great Apostle Paul on his own. There was not only a God who was at work in his life, but there was some people that invested inside of his life. And today I want to look at the first person that invested in Saul, the Apostle Paul's life. Here we find in verse 18, as he's been on the Damascus road, he's felt the presence of God. He's heard the voice of God. He's submitted to the will of God. He's been saved by the grace of God. And there as God began to lead him, he said that there would be a man who would pray for him. And you know the story, Ananias prays for him. God has to touch his heart and show him that he doesn't have to fear Paul now. He's a new man. God's changed his life. And we find that he lays his hands on him and begins to pray for the Spirit of God to open his eyes and to give him his sight back and for him to launch him out. And it's not very long after this that the Bible says in verse number 20 that straightway Paul went into the synagogues and began to preach and tell him about how he used to be Saul and now he's Paul and what God has done inside of his life. Could I say this today? There's somebody that needs your prayers. You know, you wouldn't be where you are today if it hadn't have been for some holy hands, some holy people somewhere that invested in your life and they prayed over you and you're living off those prayers. Every single one of us that are living today that know Christ as our Savior, we not only need the prayers of somebody else, but we should be looking for somebody who needs our prayers, somebody that needs for us to invest inside of their life. I can't help but look here and think, where would Paul have ever been if it hadn't have been for a man who walked with God and had a, a relationship with him that had a, an anointing on his life for prayer that was able to pray and Paul was able to get his sight. I believe in heaven there'll be rewards not just for those that Paul won, but for those that helped Paul and invested in Paul at the beginning. I believe that they'll be rewarded just the same for their investment inside of his life. Let me illustrate it this way. Every time I think about prayer and folks praying in my own personal life, I immediately go to two uh, different times that God really used some people to be an encouragement in my life. The first one is 
Uh, Miss Helen Gross, Brother Zeno, one of those great warriors that's gone on to heaven that did such uh, great works for God in this area, his precious wife. I'll never forget when a dear friend of mine, Brother Joe Myers, took me to meet them. And uh, just as a young preacher getting started out, I, I was so excited to go and meet them. And as we sat there at that lunch table, the food came. And I'll never forget, they asked and said, we need somebody to say the blessing. And I forget now who prayed, but as they started to pray, I looked over and I saw Brother Zeno, and it seemed as though he he wasn't, no, he, at that time, you know, his body was starting to deteriorate in his mind, and I thought, well, wonder if he knows we're praying. His eyes were still open, his mouth was moving just a little bit, and I wasn't real sure, and about five, seemed like maybe just a few seconds later, I felt the presence of God begin to blow through that place. I don't know how long we prayed. I saw the tears start flowing from Brother Zeno's eyes. And I don't know how long it was. I just know my taters was cold, but we sure didn't care. As God began to hug and kiss on us sitting in that restaurant, and I watched that dear old saint of God as he began to love and to just show how much he thought about Jesus. We left that restaurant and was fixing to go home. And Miss Helen said, can I pray for you? Before you leave, I said, Miss Helen, that'd be the honor of my life. And I remember as we all held hands and as she began to pray, I felt God like few times I ever have. I felt God do something on the inside of me. And I knew that that woman walked with God and we could spend all day telling stories of some of the times she prayed in the tent meetings and God moved. But I'm here to tell you this, she made me a promise. And I believe she did it every day till she went to heaven. She said, I'll pray for you and I'll pray for God's touch on your life. And I believe that many things that God has allowed me to do is not because of anything that I can do. Sure ain't because of any of my talent. And I don't believe it's even because of my prayer life. I believe it's because of some holy people like Miss Helen who was on their knees praying because somebody needs you. The second one is I remember when I went out into evangelism I went down to Myrtle, Mississippi, where Dr. Percy Ray's place used to be with some dear friends of mine. And I'll never forget as Pastor Buchanan and a couple of his men that pray and, and uh, just have a real burden to pray for preachers said that God put it on their heart to pray for me just starting out a couple months into evangelism that God would open the doors and God would lay his hands on my life. And I'll never forget as they prayed that night and I felt God move in great power and I'll never forget, I, I don't know if I could even explain to you what all went on in that moment, but I know this much. When I got up off of that place in that old church building where God had moved for so many years, I knew there was something different in my life. And things have never been the same. As a matter of fact, it was on the way home from Mississippi that I got my first phone calls about some meetings. And God has been continually gracious enough to allow us to have somewhere to go every week to tell somebody about Jesus. Here's what I'm saying to you. I'm saying I couldn't do what I do if there wasn't somebody who had paid a price and invested in my life. I owe my life to the people that have invested in me. And you have somebody in your life that has invested in you. And it ought to be our desire to realize today that somebody now needs us. Find you somebody today you can encourage. Find you somebody today you can pray with. Invest in their life and just watch what God can do. Hope you have a good day. May God bless you.